Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dave Cast. This is episode 87. It is, fuck, I was about to say February. I can never get these intros in right, and I'm just going to keep going. It is June 29th, and it feels like June out there, man. It is hot and muggy, and I love it. I like the hot weather. I, I was talking to Mike yesterday. It's so funny when you hear people in North Dakota bitching that it's too hot, it's too cold, da-da-da-da-da, like... And, but the funny part is when it's when it's really fucking cold, it's just really cold. When it's hot, it's like people bitch that it's too hot. And then it'll hit like 50 degrees someday after it was hot. And they're like, man, it's cold outside. It's like, dude, weren't you here during the wintertime? This shit ain't cold. Huge shout outs to Progressive Martial Arts here in Grand Forks. Map Fitness in Grand Forks. Not sponsors, but I like to give them shout outs because they've done good things for me. And they're good people and they get your fitness on, man. You got to get out and you got to get active and you got to get your fitness on. So hit those guys up. Uh, another quick shout out to the good old Blasting Cast, my buddy Theo Tolliver, who is a pro fisherman. Him and his buddy put on a fishing podcast, and they just did episode nine, and they keep them coming, and they're doing a great job. I love listening to it, and it is an easy listening podcast. If you guys go give them some support, the more listens they get, the the better chance they get some better equipment and the better quality it gets, right? With me, like if more people listen and I get sponsors and make money, I can buy better equipment, better microphones, better editing software, better recording software. I, you know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed that I have an awesome computer to do this on. I have a, uh, a Yeti Blue, uh, a Yeti Nano mic, which works pretty good, obviously. You know, and just I got to count my blessings, man. I'm surrounded by good people. They do good things. I have good things in my life. You got to tell yourself that every day, man, because you can be consumed by the negative and the bad, which it's going on a lot right now. Social media is full of negative and bad, and they just want to divide us. Stop being divided, you guys. We're one people. We are all here together on this fucking world, on this planet, uh, in this country. Let's be a community. Let's love each other. The more people that that love each other and help each other, the more we're going to prosper. The more we fight and divide and hold each other back, it's just that's what it's going to be. It's going to be holding each other back. So thank you guys so much for listening. Hit me up, davespodcast1 at gmail.com. Um, Dave Helmbrecht on Facebook and Funny Welder Gaming on Facebook, Dave's Podcast on Facebook and Funny Welder on pretty much everything else. I've still been gaming and streaming every once in a while. If you guys see me go live on Twitch or you see me go live on Facebook, please hit me up, say hi. Just come in for a minute or two and just say hi. Get me talking. Ask me a question. I don't care. Thank you guys so much. Hey, what's up, hey, everybody? What is going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? What up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to the Dave Cast. Welcome back to Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. The Dave Cast. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Man, I cannot get a point across to save my life today, you guys. I'm getting emotional. Stop getting emotional, Dave. Listen to me, guys. I'm out of control. So, welcome to the Dave Cast. I'm going to be your host, Dave Helmbrecht. This was the first podcast. I hope you guys liked it. I love you guys, and thank you so much. Love you guys. Listening. Later. All right, here we go, man. It's another podcast coming at you from, why did I, who starts like a podcast? Here we go, man. It's coming at you live from Grand Forks, North Dakota. You hear them feet? That is our foster dog, Eddie. Call him Edison. We call him Eddie. Uh, he is a lab mix. He's a big doofus. He is our second one-eyed dog. Uh, when we first got him, we noticed his left eye had a funny bump on it and like a like a, he just looked like a bubble on his eye, and we took him into the vet, and they looked at it, and they realized that he was blind in that eye, and it had been ruptured, and his eye was no good, so they removed it. At the same time, he was neutered, like all the dogs we get. 
Uh, they get neutered or spayed. And so a good portion of the time we have these dogs, they got to wear this fucking cone around. And they fucking... This one here, since I'm guessing since he lost an eye, uh, we think he's got some sort of foot disorder. His front feet are humongous. And you can hear it right now. And he walks around. He drags his, his feet like drag. And he's super clumsy. trips over everything. He'll be running across the yard and just shit tumble. Do like a somersault. This is a podcast where I'm going to try to stay positive. There's so much shitty stuff going on. When you get on social media and everything is so toxic. All the, the protests going on. We're still dealing with COVID-19 shit. I'm going to get on here and just try to keep it positive. Uh, start off with the foster dog stuff. We have been fostering dogs. Eddie's our fifth dog we've had. Wait, A, B, C, D, E. Yeah, we've been naming him in alphabetical order. So E is the fifth one. <laughs> we decided to call him Edison. Uh, call him Eddie for short. Like I said, he's a big doofus. He's a sweetheart. He's good with the cats. He's good with Bailey. He likes to chew on fucking everything. Uh, if you leave him alone for too long, you'll catch him chewing on a shoe or chewing on something. And a lot of times I, I tell people I think there's a lot to do with it. It's almost like an anxiety the dog has. It has it's like amount of energy they have. They, they just sit there. They're bored. They don't know what to do with all this energy. So it's like, oh, I got these fucking teeth and I'm going to chew on something. It's kind of what happens sometimes. So have a lot of toys around. Eddie, go lay down or something. Go chill. What do you got to walk around scraping your feet for? He's got this disorder where he's got the big front paws and like, like a normal dog's feet like stick together. Like, you know, their toes are together most of the time and they're, they have a webbing between their toes and his front toes, every time he puts them down, they spread out really far, making his feet look even bigger than they are. Robin's sister, I mentioned it to her and we researched it and, and it's not been diagnosed or anything, but we think that's his issue. And then also right now we have, we just got two puppies. I went and picked them up this morning. Uh, we're just watching them for the day. Another foster, another uh, people who foster through Journey Homes. Uh, we're going out of town or they have something going on today and they can't take care of these puppies all day because they're probably about eight to ten weeks old. So cute. They're the cutest little puppies ever. Lola and Ranger are their names. Uh, little black dogs with like a brindle coloring on their legs and their feet. And I'm sure they're mutts and mixed or whatever. Most of the dogs we get are mixed mutts. Uh, Dixon, when we had him, the coon dog who never shut up, I think he was close to being a purebred dog. Like he had the col- all the different, all the same colorings that most blue ticks, red bone or red ticks have. And he was just, he was just too much. He was too much energy. Uh, not for me necessarily, but he would just never shut up. We put him in the backyard and bark and bark and bark. Every time a bird flew by, he'd bark. Every time he'd hear a noise, he'd bark. Uh, just because he was out there alone, tied up, he'd be barking. And us out in the country here, it didn't really affect us that much. But people who adopted him had him in, t- in town and they just couldn't handle him anymore. So I think they actually gave him up back to Journey Homes. And he was either adopted out because I know he's not on the page anymore. Or he was given up or surrendered probably to like the Humane Society or something. So Dixon, wherever you are, hope you're doing good, buddy. Uh, you're a good dog. You're just fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, with that being said, the f- staying on a positive note, the foster stuff is, it's not easy, man. And we're, you, you got to think about it as we're doing a good thing. We're taking in these dogs that don't have a home. Uh, we take care of them. Edison had over 130 ticks on him. We picked all these ticks off. Uh, we got Frontline on him, the, the tick guard, the fleeing tick guard in it. All these ticks just started jumping off of him and it was crazy robin was grossed out but me growing up man we used to sit outside in the yard and dad would put some gas in a jar and we'd the coon dog would just lay there and we would just sit and pick ticks off of them all day uh they didn't really i had no idea about frontline heart guard and stuff like that 
uh, growing up. Uh, I'm sure they had stuff for it. Uh, I know they had collars and this and that, but that's, they don't really stay on, like especially hunting dogs and dogs that are out running through the brush, brush and stuff. Yeah, we'd sit there and pick all these fucking ticks off of dogs, and it's just what ha- you know what I mean. Some of them get the they get those big gray ones where the ticks fill up with blood, and you can pop them. I remember if you ever found a tick on yourself, Dad would grab it and pick it off you and put it on the counter and use his lighter and pop them. Eddie, go lay down. Go. You never walk around this much. Of course, when I'm podcasting, he's having a stare down with a cat right now. She'll mess you up, dude. About to put him in his kennel just for the podcast. Clickety, clickety, clickety. Anyway, so fostering isn't easy, man. You take in these dogs that have been abused. Uh, they have abandonment issues because they've been left or, or let go out and, you know, just let go. Uh, they usually aren't house trained or they're not trained at, at any means, you know what I mean? And Journey Homes is really good at filtering out dogs that might be aggressive or uh, don't like other dogs and stuff. So they try to pick. I'm boring myself, you guys, with these yawns. It's not the boring. It's the medication I'm on because I'm crazy. But with that being said, staying on a positive note, oh, this podcast is going to shit already. I had to put Eddie in his kennel. Like he's just clicking around everywhere he goes and he's up in my business right now, which he's never up in my business. He usually just kind of chills and does his own thing with Bailey. And of course, right now when I'm on a, trying to do a podcast, he's got to be all in my business. This is how it goes, man. Hit record on anything and kids, your animals, whatever you got around will fuck with you and mess with your... I can't say fucking concentrated the way it is, man. All right, back on topic with being positive, staying positive. What have I been doing that's been positive? I get out and go fishing. Uh, I don't always want to go. My neck and my arm are bugging me all the fucking time. And it's just, I would, you know, some days you're like, just I'd rather just sit here and do nothing and be lazy like I do most days. But my buddy Mike bugs me. And he's like, come on, let's go fishing. And I've been going fishing quite a bit. And it's good to get out on the water. Uh, it's relaxing. It is fun. I love to fish. I've been fishing since I can remember. I was a little kid. We served fishing in the creek. Dad would always take us fishing. We'd go fishing as a family. I understand that my dad, I understand why my dad would get so cranky now when he go fishing with us. It's just having a bunch of kids in the boat. I could only imagine because I take my kids fishing and I'm bored already. We're not catching anything. It's like, shut up. Stir the fish away. So, huge shout out to my old man for always taking his fishing and hunting and stuff. And I got away from fishing quite a bit. I fished all the way through high school. And once I joined the military, I never really got into fishing too much. We would go every once in a while out to Lake Darling uh, when I was stationed in Minot. And then I got here to Grand Forks and didn't really fish for the first couple years I was here. And then people were like, dude, you got to go try the Red River and catch catfish, which I've never done any catfishing up to this point. You know, we've caught bullheads. Shit like that, that are, they look like catfish, but they don't, you know, nowhere the size and they don't really act the same. I started fishing and I started fishing from shore and then I got my dad's little green boat, which was belonged to my, my great grandpa actually, bought the boat new and built the trailer for it. And it was given to uh, my grandpa Bert, which I remember fishing out of that boat when I was a kid with him on Big Stone Lake. And then my dad, it was, we got the boat from my grandpa and my dad gave it to me. So it's kind of been in the family for a long time. And then I gave it to my buddy, Mike. Keeping it in the family is kind of weird. I could have given it to my son later on. But like he's not going to need a boat. Either of my kids won't need a boat for a long time. 
And my dad actually gave me another boat. It's like a 97, 17 and a half foot bass tracker with a uh, 40 horsepower Mariner on it. And it is way nicer. The seats are really nice in it. It's got all sorts of storage compartment, a live well. Uh, it is, it's, it's an awesome boat. The reverse went out in it. So the reverse doesn't work, which getting off the dock can be kind of tough. Mike had to jump out of the boat and turn us around last night out at Devil's Lake, which I'll get into here in a minute. It, it is so nice. You know, I mean, those are the blessings that I have. Like I wake up every day angry at the world in pain, uh, struggling mentally, struggling physically. And I got to tell myself like, dude, how many people have, you know, have been given a boat like that, that they can go fishing in and whatnot. And I don't have anything to pull it. That's another issue I have because the trailblazer had died and I, we don't have any, a vehicle. It needs a pickup truck or like an SUV or bigger SUV to pull it. And I have uh run out of the farm so that I could use the farm truck anytime I want, go get it and take, you know, take the boat out. Uh, my buddy Mike's got a truck and he comes and gets, he'll come out here and we pick it up and then we go to the river or last night we went to Devil's Lake. Like I'm saying, I've been, I'm blessed to have, have these boats and fishing in the river with a boat is so much easier than fishing from shore because the water is always moving. And for those of you that don't know cat fishing, what you pretty much do is you buy some pretty heavy braided line. I have like 30 pound test on my uh, big catfish rigs. You throw it out with an ounce or an ounce and a half weight. And then another foot or two of a leader line that has uh, a, a, just a big C hook on it, a five odd or six odd hook, a big one. And you cut bait. Uh, you can do, we've caught everything on, we've caught them on apples. We've caught them on uh, chicken nuggets. We use all sorts of shit, but mainly we like to use cut bait, which is either uh, you cut up sucker minnows that you can buy from the store. Any bait shop has them. They're the larger sucker minnows. Uh, we cut them up and use them as cut bait. Uh, or you can catch other fish in the river, moon eye, gold eye, whatever you want to call them. We cut those up and use them as well. But Mike's been catching frogs out of Turtle River. Those have been working the best. We've been catching some big cats. For those of you that follow me on Facebook and see, I post every once in a while some of the cats I catch. And this year we've been pretty lucky. We've been catching some pretty decent cats. And it's been it's been fun. It's good. It's a stress reliever. Like I said, me and Mike get out. We can talk. We can bullshit. We can... Talk old times, talk new times, man. We talk it all. We talk politics and we get angry at the world, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a good time for both of us. We both need it. We both need the relaxation. We both need the, the bro time to get a lot of shit off our, our heads. And it is good. It's really awesome. It's like therapy for both of us. And we both been through a lot of uh, the same deals. We're both veterans. We both were security forces in the Air Force. We've both been deployed to combat situations. We both struggle with PTSD uh, from being in war, from being a first responder, and we have a lot in common, and we can kind of help each other out. You know, Mike's been through a treatment facility. I have been through treatment, and it wasn't the same facility, but it was pretty much the same stuff, you know, and we know the basics of it, and we remind each other, hey, man, catch it, check it, change it. You know, this is why you act the way you do. And a lot of self-realization came from treatment. And that's that's a huge thing, you know, is people need to realize like, yeah, I got anger issues. So what? It's like, well, not so what? You know, your anger issues might be affecting your family, your kids, you, your job, something like figure out why you have those anger issues and work on it. Catch it. Catch it. Every time you get mad about something, why are you getting mad? You know, check it. You know, should I be getting mad over that reason? And change it. Don't get so mad next time or realize, hey, when I when these situations come about, I need to take a step outside and and take a breath and think about it before I, I blow, you know, get all emotional and go off the hinges on, on somebody that I care about or somebody that, you know, is, is, is my support 
in my life because you can push people away and burn a lot of bridges with anger and that just it just can be an issue so catch it check it change it is one of the fav- one of the best things i learned when i went to therapy but we've been going out on the red river catching a lot of catfish like i said the best thing that's been working for us is uh, frogs uh, we do hook them on live it's kind of sad i like frogs i used to mow the lawn and like i see a frog i do and i try to avoid hitting it with a lawnmower i've seen frogs jump across the road at night and i try to like not hit them you know i don't swerve or anything to miss a frog but you're like oh no mr frog don't jump out in front of me you know and whatever but frogs are good for the environment they eat a lot of bugs aren't there's nothing really negative about them you know like if, if a frog jumps up on you or something which they don't do they're normally pretty scared of people you jump away from me when you walk towards them. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a negative reason you not like frogs. So we get these frogs. They're alive. And you pretty much hook them right between the legs and throw them out on a big old hook. And it's sad hooking them. You're like, oh, poor frog. You know, it'll rib it, make a noise when you do it too. It's like, Ugh. but that's all the part of fishing, using bait, whatever. I mean, you can take these sucker minnows that aren't like, if they're just a normal looking little sucker fish or whatever. And you chop their head off and cut them in pieces and away you go. So things are losing their life. <laughs> Stupid, Dave. Okay. We've been fishing the Red River, like I said, catching cats. And Mike yesterday wanted to go out to Devil's Lake and try to catch some walleyes. And we did. Uh, we caught a whole bunch. We probably caught 30 uh, all together. We kept seven of them that were probably eating size. A few of the other ones we probably could have kept, but they were too close to being the, the length limit. You can only keep certain size fish. Uh, five apiece, so 10 is the limit. So we kept seven of them. Uh, we were bobber fishing. We got out on the lake and it was windy yesterday and that that is a very big bottle of bottle of water body of water devil's lake and the waves are pretty good we got soaked on the way out and we just tied up to a tree because mike forgot the fucking anchor in the truck but we tied up to a tree which worked out really well because sometimes if you you try to anchor out there is uh the swells will like pull you loose and you'll drift and move and get off your spot or your uh, anchor gets hung up in like a lot of there was a, we were fishing around a lot of trees under the underwater trees and your anchor will get hooked up on something under there and you can't get it out and you lose your anchor. So we tied up to a tree and it worked out pretty well for us. Uh, Mike was trying some jigs and he threw a few uh, threw other a couple other lures out that you reel in and he kept snagging up because uh, we like I said we were fishing on a lot of trees so we ended up just up and down fishing bobber fishing which Mike said he, Mike never did a lot of uh, slip bobber fishing and I had to kind of not show him he knew how to do it but it was like you know kind of gave him my point of view on it my dad did a lot of slip bobber fishing for walleye and we caught a lot of walleye so uh that's what we did we used leeches and just it didn't seem to matter what color jig head we had on or you know or hook uh they were biting and we caught a decent amount of fish we had a really good time uh, we were out there past dark and the fly, like these, la- they were like a lake fly started coming in and they get so fucking annoying. It wasn't mayflies, but it was just these lake flies and they just annoyed the shit out of us. They look like big mosquitoes, but they don't bite, which is good. But at the same time, they're getting all of my beard. I inhale them. They go up your nose or in your ears. It's, it's just, they're attracted to the lights on the boat and it just got kind of annoying. So we called it a night. Uh, Mike took home the seven fish. He'll clean them up and freeze them until we catch some more. And then maybe we can have a fish fry or something. I like fish. Robin doesn't like fish. I grew up eating fish all the time. So walleye is one of the better fish. I like perch. Uh, northern, not so much, but it's it's not too bad. Uh, there's like some, I don't know. I just don't like the really fishy tasting fish, which makes no sense really. Like right, fish tastes like fish, but there's some that are really gamey, fishy flavor fish that I'm not 
not necessarily that really accustomed to, but I like fish. I like seafood. Uh, I eat most things. I don't. I can't think of anything I really don't eat. I don't really care for curry flavored stuff. Uh, when I was in Iraq, every chow hall that we had had a had like a uh, a curry station for like Indian food because there's a lot of uh, people from India there, or, and a lot of people that are that are contracted that work on the base that were they're like civilians. Uh, from other countries and stuff. They eat a lot of curry-type flavored food, and I just, the smell of curry reminds me of Iraq, so I just don't, I don't really care for it. And I just, I've got curry wings before, and they weren't good, and they just, not one of the things I like, so I'm not a big curry fan. But other than that, I mean, I'll eat pretty much anything. I don't like raw tomatoes. I'll eat tomatoes and salsa, pico de gallo, uh, chili, but not, raw tomatoes are disgusting to me my whole family's kind of that way my dad hates them i think my sister hates them my brother my brother might like them but not a big tomato fan uh so fishing yeah it's been good to get out and go fishing if anybody out there's got a truck and you want to pull my boat i'll take you fishing i've had a few few people on facebook hit me up saying they want to go fishing and uh if i don't invite you out or ask you to go please don't take offense to it i am seriously uh Mike's my fishing buddy, man, and he always has been. And he's the one that actually gets me up and out of the house and invites me to go. So if I ever decide to go one day and Mike can't go, maybe I'll hit some people up and ask them if they want to go out fishing. Uh, me and Mike always talk about wanting to start this thing where we take veterans out fishing, like older veterans, just any veterans that don't have an opportunity, don't have a boat, or don't know how to fish and want to go try it. We always, uh, we always talk about that kind of stuff. And it'd be, it's something we'd really like to do. Me, myself, like I've wanted to start this lawn mowing business for veterans where I go and uh, help people mow and clean up their lawns. Uh, it's just, I love mowing lawns. It's something relaxing about it. I've been doing it since I was a little kid as well. And I feel like there's people out there that their lawn mowers are broken and they're struggling and they just, they hurt and they can't get their lawn mowed. And I would love to help, help those people out, you know, but that would require a truck, a trailer, a lawn mower. We don't even have a lawn mower. Robin's brother-in-law mows our lawn for us right now. I throw him 20 bucks every time, and he's got this badass lawnmower. And I don't, you know, like he puts his earbuds in, and I don't think he, I don't think it's like a, a too much work for him. You know, he's away from his family for a couple hours, but I think he, he likes helping us out, and he gets to make 20 bucks out of the deal. So if I had a fucking lawnmower like that, I'd be probably mowing everybody's lawns. You know me, you guys. I was at the trailer park. They gave me a decent lawnmower, and I was mowing the shit out of lawns. It's just something about it, man. It, it makes me feel good to know that I helped out somebody else that, you know, that takes up, they're like, oh, they, they had to go mow the lawn. Instead, they could spend more time with their family or maybe spend more time at work or just relax and chill like that, you know what I mean? Especially if I'm out of work. I just love to mow lawns, you guys. It's something, I take pride in it. I take, I don't know, I just like mowing lawns. Uh, positive notes, what else we got going on? Me and Robin watch a lot of shows. F is for family. Uh, it's an adult cartoon on Netflix. If you haven't seen it yet, give it a watch. Bill Burr uh, created this cartoon, and it's just a comedy, and it's hilarious. And he's kind of based it off of him growing up with his dad. His dad having anger issues, mean this crazy old man, and it's it was good. The third season we just watched was really well, really well written, and just it's just funny. The jokes and stuff are just ridiculous. Uh, I watched The Five Bloods. Me and Robin watched it one night. It's a Spike Lee movie. It kind of gets you thinking about race, and these guys are kind of political, and they're old Vietnam veterans. Uh, that the few of them did a few different tours in Vietnam, and 30 years later, they're going back to Vietnam to try to recover the remains of one of their buddies 
that uh, their platoon leader actually who went down there and they never got a chance to recover him. And there, it just there's more story to it, and I don't want to let it go or ruin it, but it gets fucking crazy. It's a really good movie. I really enjoyed it. I'm glad I watched it. What else have we watched? Oh, Lovebirds. Lovebirds is a really good movie too on Netflix. It's really funny. Uh, it's it's another crazy comedy that I don't even know how to explain it. You know, it's about this new about this couple that. Uh, they go out one night to go to these friends' house and just shit goes crazy and they try to and they try to do solve a murder on their own so they don't get like hemmed up for it or whatever and it's it's really funny it was a good movie I enjoyed it uh, I don't know how I come across this the other night I think it might have been a recommended movie but it's like a new child's play movie where Chucky if you remember the old child's play it was the Chucky doll or he was a good guy doll and he called himself Chucky well. Uh, a serial killer's soul goes into a doll and it creates havoc, right? And I watched these movies growing up as a kid and they get fucking scary sometimes. Not scary, it's just like if you had a creepy doll at home, you're like, I'm just staring at it before you go to bed. Like, I need to fucking get rid of that doll. It was like a newer version of it, a more technological version of Chucky or Child's Play. And there were these smart dolls that could talk, interact, learn and whatever, and some guy at the factory programs one to be fucking crazy, and it was a crazy-ass movie, man. This doll's killing people left and right, and <laughs> it was dumb. It was a dumb horror movie, but it was, it, was, it, was, it was cool. It might be worth a watch if you're looking for some crazy, weird horror movie. And if you like the old Child's Play movies, The Bride of Chucky, any of those, check it out. Maybe you'll like it. I don't know. Uh, there's probably a few other shows we've been watching or watched that I can't even think of right now. Because Dave doesn't do notes for the podcast. You guys know how that is. Uh, I should be doing notes. I have tons of time to sit and research and do stuff. But I'm down and out, man. I want, you know, I'm trying to stay positive in this podcast. But the pain has gotten me so beat down that I just... so hard some days to even muster up a smile or to be funny and joking and laugh. And I used to be this guy who was always cracking jokes, was dancing was laughing, you know, and whether that was a, a cover-up to, 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 to deeper issues. You know, the, the most depressed people like Robin Williams, you know, were the funniest, most outgoing people when deep down inside they're, they're dying and they're just, they do what they can to feel alive, you know, to, to feel like, you know, giving other people joy was enough to try to keep them going, you know, and a lot of these people uh, end their own lives or... Uh, just go down and out, you know, and I'm kind of down and out right now, and I know it sucks, and I don't want to be negative and stuff, but I know a lot of people out there struggle with depression, anxiety, you just need to, you need to just do what you got to do to get better, you know what I mean, and, and you can't do it on your own, you need support, you need to go find a group and people to talk to, uh, go find some treatment, talk to a doctor, something, you know, maybe your hormones are off, maybe you need to be, be medicated, I used to hate saying I used to hate being medicated where it's like I was in the military and they gave me all sorts of different medications for my depression, anxiety, and either felt like it never worked and made it worse or who knows, man. But sometimes they do help and I'm on stuff now that I don't, I don't know if it's helping or not. Like I just, like I said, man, the pain has got me so down and out that, and I know everybody struggles with pain, you know, and I'm not trying to take away from anybody out there who's got arthritis, back pain, I can only imagine. Uh, knee problems, just life in general has beat you down and you gotta still got to go to work every day and you still got to do what you do. But man, my pain never fucking goes away and it's always there. My shoulder, my neck, uh, my arm, it's just, I would like a break from it. One fucking day I'd like to wake up and be like, man, I feel good today. 
And it's never that. It's I wake up feeling more sore than when I went to bed and hurting. And yes, I get moving. Yes, I do things. I go fishing. I play with the dogs and do other stuff. And I try to stay busy. And I've been thinking, you know, I think about employment and jobs that I can do that are that are relaxed and chill and stuff. And there's really not that many. And is it something I want to sit and do? Am I going to lose my mental health over over it? You know, but am I losing my mental health sitting here at home doing nothing all day? But I play video games and that's an addiction of mine now. Uh, when Robin comes home from work, I try not to be on the video games all the time. I don't really actually play much when she's around. I like to spend time with her. When my kids are around, I don't sit here and play the video games unless I'm playing with them. It's just, I wanted to get into addiction about how everybody has some sort of an addictive issue. Like if you're either addicted to caffeine, you're addicted to work, you're addicted to video games, watching Netflix movies, our phones. Everybody's addicted to your fucking phone, social media, which is toxic if you ask me. We're all addicted to something. Well, if you're sitting there staring at your phone for hours at a time, and you should be spending time with your kids, should be taking the dogs out and burning off energy or taking them out to go to the bathroom, anything. Uh, you're supposed to be cooking supper. If it is taking away from anything positive in your life that you should be doing that you'll regret later, then that addiction is probably an issue, right? So I could sit here and play video games when Robin or my kids are here, but that's not going to help anything. So I play the video games when nobody's around in the evenings at night usually, which at the same time, that's fucking up my sleep cycle. So if you should be, you know, getting sleep, let's say, that's another example, and you're up all night playing video games till two in the morning and you work at six, like you should have been in bed by 10, like you stay up late playing video games, which I've done before. And then the next day at work, you're just struggling because you're tired all day. Your work performance goes down. Uh, promotion, you might get screwed over for a promotion because you're not working so good. You might be late for work. Like whatever your addiction is, uh, just make sure it's, it stays, you stay in a realm where it stays, you know, it doesn't interfere with the positive things in your life. And I have an addictive personality. I am guilty of being addicted to all sorts of different shit. And today is 169 days clean and sober from any drugs, from alcohol, and I don't know, it's like five and a half months. My brother always tells me you can't count by days, you gotta go by months, that's how AA does it. But I've been to one AA meeting, didn't like how weird and preachy it was. I should go back and just, uh, share my story with them, talk, listen to other people. It's like my favorite thing to do. It was my favorite part of treatment was just talking and being around people that kind of understand you. And did you get in like dis disagreements with some of those people? Yeah, but some of those people helped me with my self-realization quite a bit. One guy in one of the therapy sessions was just like, dude, you seem like such an awesome guy. Why do you hate yourself so much? And I'm like, what? He's like, you're, you're always just tearing yourself down or, or minimizing your issues and he's like, dude, you, you have such low self-esteem and I never even thought of it that way. Like I always thought of myself as a positive, outgoing, funny person that likes to help other people and pick other people up. But at the same time, what, I'm not helping myself. I'm not making myself happy. I'm not picking myself up. Does that make sense? So if you're out there and you're struggling with uh, mental illness and stuff, please get help. Uh, you might not even know that you're struggling. But if you have addiction issues, go talk to people. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff online right now, groups that you can talk to and be part of uh, in an online community if you have to. Because I know a lot of meetings got shut down because of uh, COVID-19 and the, the pandemic that we're dealing with. So, man, uh, I want to hit on the racism thing just a little bit before we go. 
because I am about to wrap it up. We're hitting almost 30 minutes here, which is good. Uh, I've been able to sit here and rant this long and try to keep it positive. And with the racism thing, I just want to throw out a perspective from somebody who... I'm a white guy, right? And this racism thing that's going around America, I will never deny racism. I know it exists. Like I made a joke one time. I didn't make a joke, but I made a statement like, if you don't think racism exists, just go find like a UFC fight with two black guys uh, that's been posted to YouTube or something and look at the comments and you'll see that racism exists. I know that's not just America. Anybody in the world can comment on it. But man, the N-word gets thrown around so much and it's just people are just spewing hate. And I don't know what it is, man. What it is about just seeing somebody of another skin color that you feel like you have to judge them. And yes, there is a there is a, a point of tribalism in all of us where you see somebody who looks different than you. Maybe they might be in the same skin color, but their hair is like crazy different, like a white guy with dreads. And you look at him like, oh, that must be a hippie. You're like, we're always judging people. And that's kind of how we are, you know, but like catch it, check it, change it. You know, I look at that guy and I'm like, fucking hippie. I can be like, hey, wait, Dave, that guy's doing his own thing. He likes his hair like that. Why do you, who the fuck do you care? You know what I mean? The guy's not affecting you in any way. So why judge him over that? You know what I mean? But we all kind of do it sometimes. You see somebody who just looks different and you just kind of like, oh, there's somebody different. You know, just as long as it ain't negative, you don't think like, oh, you know, fear for your life because you see a black person. Like I've never seen a black person and got scared for my life, you know? Uh, have I been in places like in certain parts of Minneapolis where, you know, being a white guy down there is like kind of can be scary? Yeah, I got lost down there once and it's like, I don't know. I mean, you hear stories about people being mugged and whatnot and I've never had a negative experience. So maybe I shouldn't feel that way, but you get you get conditioned to think that way from the media, from stories you hear from family, uh, things you see on the news and whatnot. And uh, just catch it, check it, change it. Is all I can say about that. So I'm trying to get on this perspective thing of why I think uh, a lot of white people feel the way they do. And me, I'm not trying to speak for all white people. I'm not trying to speak for all of anybody. I'm speaking for me right now. And my life started in small town South Dakota. There was we didn't have any black people. Uh, I had a black girl in my in my grade in high school. Early shout out to Early. I don't know if you listen to this Early, but and that was her name Early, and she. Uh, she got a lot of shit for being black, but she was always so cheerful and bubbly. Like it didn't ever seem to bother her when people would say something to her. And I'm sure it did bother her, you know, and her and her brother were like the only two black people that we really had in our hometown for a long time. I think that we had a few other people with brown skin that weren't necessarily black, but were like, and the funniest part is all these people are adopted. They're adopted by a white family usually. So that just tells you like the white, I grew up in white South Dakota well, uh, my parents are divorced. My mom left my dad for a black man. And you could only imagine in the really early, late 80s, early 90s, that my dad had some prejudice to it. You know what I mean? Like to him, uh, maybe you could even call him a little bit racist at the time. And I'm sure he was. And, he, and the N-word got thrown around a lot. Every time you you would see a black person, my dad would probably make a comment. And all that was doing was classically conditioning us children to to think differently about black people and the only two black people i really had in my life were my mom's ex-husband richard and his and uh his and my half brother richie and uh, richard was always nice to me as a kid uh he would make comments sometimes about racism and this and that about being white we were just little kids we didn't really understand we didn't really 
know any different. Uh, I grew up with a half black brother where kids would just be trying to beat him up or would beat him up just because he was black and I never understood it, you know, until I, I got older, I realized this is why, you know, he was treated certain ways he was and, and whatnot. And uh, even that aspect of it, my mom went off, you know, you, okay. So even looking at it from my, the perspective that I have right now in my life, uh, I have two of my kids live here in Grand Forks. And I get to see them all the time. My youngest son, Carter, lives in Pierce, South Dakota, where I don't get down there and see him very often. I don't have the money to take the trip. Uh, I make all these fucking excuses to not go see him, and it's stupid, and I need to go see him more. But a big reason my I'm in financial, I have financial issues. I used to go down there and put everything on a credit card because I have the money. But the priority at the time was my son you know, having, you know, getting to see his dad and his other siblings and stuff, but financially just became too much. And then COVID-19 thing kind of happened. So we kind of just, uh, excuses you guys. So going to see my son is harder than it, the harder than it sounds like a seven hour drive, packing two kids in the car just to go down pretty much for a whole day and drive back. It, it gets hectic and it gets stressful. And, you know, I already struggle with all these other issues. And I'm seriously, I'm making so many excuses right now. And that's my biggest thing is I hate to make excuses. Like when I see people talk about anxiety and depression, which I struggle with, but they say they, you know, I can't go to work. I can't do this. I can't do that because of it. It's like you can't use it as an excuse. You got to man up, overpower it and, and defeat it. Well, working on that. But anyway, like, I don't know, you know, if it's, it's, if it's influences around Carter or not, but he gets these ideas in his head that I love my other two kids more than him, which I never will. I love all my kids the same. And I miss him like crazy when I don't see him. And I, I, I love him to death. And I wish I could be there more to do more with him and, and give him some better influences sometimes. Not that his mom and his grandparents aren't doing a great job with him, which I think they are. And I'm, I'm blessed that he has those people in his life to help him out and, and get through the struggles but at the same time, I feel like I, I've upset his mother so much. And no baby mama drama on here. We don't talk bad about baby's mamas and stuff. But I, I know for a fact that she influences him in a certain way. And it just kind of, it kind of, it's toxic sometimes. And I hate that feeling that he thinks I love my other two kids more. Well, now that I've grown up and I think about it, uh, it was like that with my mom. My mom went off and married another man and had a kid with him. And that kid got to live with my mom and always be around my mom. And at a time, you'd be like, really resent my mother for barely ever seeing us, but seeing his other, her other kid all the time. That kid got all the love and affection that I didn't get from my mother. It wasn't her fault necessarily. I mean, yeah, she could have came and visited more. Could I go see Carter more? Yes. Like I'm in the same. I'm fucking. I my I am I I am my mom trapped in my dad's body. <laughs> That's what I tell people all the time. And if you knew my dad and my mom, you'd laugh at it. I just, I hate that he's influenced that way to a point, but now I grow up, like I said, I grow up and I see it. I'm trying to stay on track here, but my mind is all over the place, like always. You know, and I can't hold those resentments. I can't be mad at them. I can't, can I be sort of racist because of it? Like my mom loved a black man and a black kid more than she loved her own kids, you know, and it, and that's not the truth. I'm just saying that's how maybe I perceived it. Uh, my dad always running around saying stuff or whatever. And uh, no knock on my father at all. Uh, I think a lot of people who grow up 
in the, the area that I grew up in are ignorant and don't understand black people and just hear what they hear from other people. You know, you don't ever, people aren't going to be like, oh, I met a black man and he was nice and good, you know, and he was a nice person and courteous and, and let me through the door first or whatever. You know, they're not going to go and tell a bunch of people that story. But if they're downtown Minneapolis and they run and they get mugged by a black person, you don't think they're going to tell everybody that every time a black guy comes on TV, like, man, I would tell you the time I got mugged by a black person and those kids are around and everybody's around to hear it. And it conditions us. And I think a big thing with me is I think having a black brother helped and having him seeing him go through some of the struggles he went through just because of the color of his skin made me realize like, you know, it's no, it's, it's not cool to treat somebody different just for something they couldn't choose. You know, uh, I think Rogan said it on his podcast about somebody was talking about how imagine treating everybody different because of the color of their hair. Like we just blonde people, we treat them different. We don't give them jobs and we, we make comments to them or we're scared of blonde people and they can't choose their hair color. You know, I guess you could dye your hair, but then you would know, you'd be like, Oh, that guy, he's even covering it up. He's even more suspicious. Anyway, you know, then joining the military where there was like, you know, no zero tolerance for racism, discrimination and that shit. Like if you got caught uh, being racist, they were quick to fucking stomp your dick in the dirt, you know? And I got to be around a lot of diversity and they, they educated me on certain things. Like you'd say the N word and they're like, Whoa, no, you can't ever say that. I'm like, well, why are you guys saying it? You know? And they educate you on, on this and that. But you guys get what I'm saying. Everybody is conditioned a certain way and you have to get out of that way. I think getting out of your small town mind, getting out and seeing the world and, and checking out other culture, being curious about other culture is is really good you know and do i think america is racism i think there are racist people uh was there was there and is there systemic racism i think to a point i think obviously there used to be systemic racism really bad uh, are we becoming better every day as our country getting better i think so i think we made leaps and bounds in, in women's rights civil rights uh, equality and things like that. Are there racist people out there? Always going to be. There's always going to be people who hate somebody because they look different. And that's a sad fact. And we, if you, you know, and you can change those people if you directly have an influence in their life. You know, you can, there's a guy out there named Daryl Davis. He's a black man who I guess has changed over like 300 uh, KKK members or white supremacists and he's changed their mind and thoughts on, on black people, which is great. And if you have that, the ability to do that, that's awesome. But trying to change everybody is, is tough. And we all see this thing going on now with the racism in our country. And, and they want us white people to step up and have their back. And, and I do, we do, I think, to a point. But I think what you got to think about is a lot of us are struggling with our everyday lives. That uh, it's not that we don't care about racism. I wake up and I have back issues. I got to fucking worry about the dogs. I got to worry about fucking how I'm going to pay the bills. I got to go see my kids. Like there's so much going on that, yeah, maybe I can share a post and try to, you know, put out my, my perspective on things and change some people's minds about whatever. But I, you know what I mean? I can't spend a bunch of time and effort trying to change how other people think and feel. And I think there's a side, like they call it the left side, these leftists that are out there trying to change everybody, how they think and feel about genders, racism, uh, prejudice about all sorts of stuff, you know, the 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 lesbian, the LGBT, LGBTQ community, and I can't change how people feel and think about other stuff. Uh, if I, like I said, if you have a big a big influence on this person's life, you can step in and try to educate them, and maybe get them thinking on the right path. But if they want to continue to have hate in their heart, they're going to continue to have hate in their heart. Uh, with that being said, man, don't 
stereotype people. One bad cop doesn't make them all bad. One black person doesn't make them all bad. One racist white person doesn't make us all racist. You know, and if you say, well, you know, and if, if that was your mindset, then everything is negative and everything is bad. Religion's bad, right? Because you can find somebody that did something bad in the name of religion. There's bad people out there in every facet, every walk of life, every religion, every skin color. And to use blanket statements and to judge everyone uh, on a basis that somebody who looks like them did something bad or somebody in that career field did something bad is just stereotyping and is prejudiced. And it's what the people that are fighting for that don't want, but they're also doing it, you know, in return. It's, it's a fucking do. We live in a crazy time right now and I hope I live long enough to see it change and things come around and we all live as one and we are all one big community. Joe Rogan keeps saying that. We're all one big community here in America. We're very diverse compared to other countries. We have so many different cultures. We just have to be understanding of each other. We have to realize that judging people based off of what they do, the color of their skin, how they look, and not by the contents of their character is a fucking problem. So I love you guys. This was episode 87 you guys were on our way to 100 i know i'm not getting them out fast enough and i will i'll promise i know i keep promising that but like i said you guys i'm down and out and i'm trying not to be negative i try to stay positive i try to bring this energy you know and i don't want to have to fake it i hate faking things i've i've went through my life a lot faking that i was happy faking that i was i was okay when i wasn't and it's just you know, and I know there's times where the faking it, you know, is good. Not good, but it helps other people around you, you know, and, and, and being a negative Nancy and being in a bad mood and crabby and pissy and not smiling and being happy all the time, it, it wears on the people around you. Trust me, I know, and I see it. And I, I love the support that I have from Robin and my, and my sister, my brother, my family, um, my buddy Mike, people, the VA, my, my counselors that I have there, my therapists, Everybody, I, I appreciate that support so much. And they're doing at that. I mean, it's their job at the same time, but people in those jobs, they're, they're doing a lot of stuff out of the kindness of their heart and they actually do care. That's why they did that. That's why they took that job. Man, I said a lot and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. Uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening. Huge shout outs here in Grand Forks. You want to get your fitness on, go to Map Fitness. I always do my shout outs. Not sponsors. These people don't represent anything I say or... You know what I mean? Might not necessarily agree with anything I say, but I always give them a huge shout out because I like them a lot. Matt Fitness, like I said. If you guys want to get some jujitsu, some some MMA on, some some uh, striking, go to Progressive Martial Arts. Look them up on Facebook. Look them up on town and, and go hit them up. Another shout out I want to give out. I just listened to episode nine of the good old Blasting Cast. It is a local podcast out of Minot, North Dakota. My buddy Theo and a couple of his buddies. I know at least one buddy. I'm not sure. He has different guests on all the time. They sit and they talk fishing. And I love fishing. And they're just a good group of guys. And they're funny. And they got cool perspectives on life. So give it a listen, you guys. Give them some support. I'm always trying to help out other people. If, if you're out there and you want me to talk about you on my podcast and give you a shout out, let me know. If you want to be on my podcast, let me know. My buddy Mike's going to be on soon. Definitely need to have more guests. I say that all the time. But this is a solo podcast. Guests are few and far between, but I have them. And hopefully I can start having more. I just need to get through this crazy time of my life where I'm, I'm stuck at home. I'm bored. I'm just dealing with the pain which should be subsiding by now, but doesn't, you know, and it keeps me in this 
really shitty mindset where it's like, am I stuck with this pain forever? Because that's going to fucking suck. But if I am, I need to fucking man up and I need to get over it and I need to figure out what I can do to move past it and just deal with it. So move past whatever you guys got going on in your life. Fix it. Fuck it. Catch it. Check it. Change it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Later.